0: God's been good in your life over here yeah God's been good in your life over here come on someone wave at me if you've got a testimony in your life of God's goodness give me a wave where you're like wow God is good like we have we all have this whole broad idea that God's good but then we have these anecdotal evidence in our own lives where we have experienced the power of God and the goodness of God restoration provision healing miracles on miracles right Who's got a story like that? Give me a wave, come on, <clears throat> come on. We've all experienced it. If you, if you submit your life to God, oh, hey. <laughs> Hello, Henry, love you. Great timing, little dude. He's one of those stories for us, you know, like a little miracle, you know, at first we're like, man, we, we don't want any more kids. Oh, we're having another kid. Then you think, this is going to suck. And then he turns into a little dream. Amen. Seriously. So many miracles in our lives. You have so much to be thankful for. You really do. You know, I know sometimes you're going through hard seasons and hard spots, and you don't know what to do, and it feels like there's no way up, or there's no way out, or it feels like it's going to be a long time till I ever see that, that goodness of God again, but I promise you, The goodness of God is still here. God is still good. God is still with you. God is still a miracle-working God. Amen. Goodness isn't something He does. It's something He is. Amen. God is good and God does good. You know, before we even get on with the message today, I want to take an opportunity and maybe give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ if you're away from Him right now. I want you to know something about it, about living with God, about being a Christian, about, about being a child of God. People always say that we're all children of God and it's not true. We're not all God's children. Actually, Jesus says that those who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God. That means that those of us who do what scripture says, that is in Romans, believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord that we are the children of God, amen? And that we can call on the name of the Lord and that God is fighting our battles and God will never leave us and never forsake us, amen? But outside of that, you've gotta come to God. You've gotta give your life to God and start pursuing a relationship with God. And and so I wanna encourage you to give your life to Christ today. He's inviting you. He's always available to you. He just wants you to come to him and say, God, I need you in my life. Humble ourselves and say, God, I need you in my life. God, help me live the life that you planned for me. Amen. It's crazy out there. It's crazy in the world. And you may think that there's less rules or less that. Listen, it's crazy. It's not working. People are losing their minds. People people have more stuff than they've ever had before and less hope than they've ever had before. It's crazy out there. It's time to try it another way. It's time to try it God's way. He sent his son to die on a cross so that he could have a relationship with you to pay the price because God is a just God. That means that sin has to be paid for. You were created in God's image, and that's why when you see something evil happen on the news, that's why your response is, somebody's got to pay. Because you were created in the image of God, and God's the same. Somebody's got to pay for the sin, for the wrong, for the unrighteousness. And so Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on a cross to pay, because someone had to pay so that you could have a relationship with God. And Jeremiah tells us that that God only has good plans for our lives, that he has no plans to harm us, only to bless us and to fill our lives with hope. And so today I want you to pray a prayer with me, one line at a time, repeat it after me. As you're saying it with your mouth, believe it in your heart and you will be a child of God. You can begin to live the life that God designed for you. It's crazy out there. It's good in here. God is good and He wants to help you live the life you were designed for. So if everybody in the room on the stage, down the back, everywhere, if everybody could pray this prayer with me so that no one's praying it alone, and especially those who are away from God or never had a friendship with God, if you could please repeat this prayer after me and believe it in your heart, become a child of God right now. Everybody together, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on a cross for my sin and He rose again to give me life, hope, joy, peace, and eternal life. I receive all of that. I receive this new life with you as my Lord and my Savior. And I receive your forgiveness for my sin, the stuff I've done wrong. And I ask for your help to leave those desires in the past, to leave the shame that came with it in the past. Help me, guide me, teach me how to live my life the way you designed it so that I could experience this gift of life the way you planned it. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise, hallelujah. I know right now some people prayed that prayer for the first time or for the first time in a long time, and I want, I want to just uh, encourage you to do three things for me. Number one, before the day is over, tell somebody that you gave your life to Christ today, okay? Don't deny it. Just just be bold, all right? Don't care what anybody else says. Look. If they wanna mock you for it, like how's it working out out there? Come on, right? <clears throat> just tell somebody what you did today. Tell them, tell someone, you. I gave my life to Christ. The second thing is I want you to tell us at Eternity Church by texting the word SAVED to the number 25827, it's up on the screen. It'll also be on our Facebook, Instagram, and all the other places online. Uh, if you do that, we're gonna send you a Bible in the mail this week. Uh, the Bible is just full of the goodness of God, and the ways of God how God created you, uh, what God thinks about you, uh, God's plans for your life, and how you can live the life that He planned for you. So text that number. We want to get you a Bible. Uh, You need to read that. Um, And then number three, I just want you, on the count of three, to lift up your hand and tell me who you are. If everybody could close their eyes. Nobody looking around. Uh... On the count of three, I want you to take your first faith step as a new believer uh, and tell me that you gave your life to Christ today, and I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to point you out or anything. I just want to know who I'm praying for. So on the count of three, if that was you today, you want to came back to Christ, or maybe you've never had a friendship with God, on the count of three, lift up your hand. One, two, three. Shoot it up right now, and let me see that hands. Praise God. Yeah, I see that hand. Anybody else? Yeah, I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else, just lift up your hands. Awesome, you can put your hands down. Heavenly Father, I thank you for two people giving you their lives in the 8.30 service. God, I thank you. God, you're so good. God, thank you that on this day, the 22nd of May, two more people have given you their lives. I pray in Jesus' name that you bless them. God, that you help them to become all you design them to be, that you would protect them from the lies of the enemy that tells them that they're not good enough because of this or because of that or, or whatever. God, I help you. I pray that you protect them from the lies of the enemy, that, that, that it's better out there, Lord God. We know it's crazy out there, Lord. Help, help them to see the goodness and the beauty and the power of a life lived chasing after you. God, I pray you bless them. Fill their hearts with joy, in Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God just five seconds of praise right now? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, come on, in it good to be in church today? Just had a, what a wonderful time of worship, hey? What a wonderful time of worship. You know, um, you are the church when we get together as the church. Uh, I I, I heard someone recently say something about, you know, the idea that we're always been saying that you're the church, you know, like, individually, you're the church, and uh, and I saw someone talk about how the best application of that concept is you're the church when you're together as the church. And there's something powerful about being together, amen? Amen. About worshipping God together, lifting up the name of Jesus together, amen? uh, I'm just so grateful that we have the privilege and the opportunity to do that here in Iowa. and So God's good. Hey, if you're new to church, uh, my name is Jesse. I'm the lead pastor here. Uh, we got a gift for you out in the lobby out there. So go out those double doors immediately to your right. We've got a team of people waiting to bless you uh, with a gift. to so Thank you for coming to church today. I just want you to know that you're welcome here today. Uh, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what you've done, you're welcome at Eternity Church, just as you are, and I pray and believe that the more you come here, you don't stay as you are, uh, but that God will help you become all you were designed to be, amen, <clears throat> so we love you, I love you, um, I'm going to read the scripture in just a moment, but before I do that, um, sorry if you're new, by the way, we stay standing until I read the scripture, and then, then you can sit down, and, uh, and and you know, it's okay, because you're going to be sitting down for about an hour and a half after that anyway, so it's all good. So as I preach a very long-winded message and no, I'm just kidding You'll be happy to know I wrapped up about five minutes early yesterday, so all good, right? Um, But hey, quick, uh, just a quick announcement at the end of the service We are going to be collecting our pledges Um, If you're new here and you wonder what that is uh, that is for many of us, uh, fully committed families at Eternity Church, a three-year commitment above our tithes uh, to create to, to give a sacrificial offering uh, to the Lord uh, to build our new building that God willing, we will break ground on next year, uh, in the middle of next year, perhaps later in the year. It all depends on permitting, really, um, and so we're super excited about that. Uh, uh, and, and if you've been coming just for a couple of weeks and you're fairly new, I just want to say thank you. Every service this month we have mentioned our bowl campaign and we have mentioned money and we have mentioned $7.5 million and million. We've mentioned these things and so I want to thank you for, for still seeing, the, for looking past dollar signs and having a bigger heart than, oh my gosh, you know. Like, uh, thank you for coming back, and we really are blessed that you're here. Um, but God's doing a good thing in our church, and we're making room for what he's doing, amen? And so, um, so what we're doing is we're building on, out the front there, a new auditorium, and this building will become the Youth and Student Ministry uh, building. Uh, here's what the building will look like from out the front there. And so we're very excited about what God is doing. Um also wanted to let you know that later this year, uh, we will have a master site plan, um, and that'll come at the same time as more in-depth architectural drawings of the renovation Um, and uh, and with that master site plan, we'll be able to see where and how we're building the skate park and the barbecue area and all of those things out there as well um, that a lot of us have given money toward, Um, but we need to include that in the master site plan because of flooding and stuff, we have to put things where we're told to put things, at what depths and yada, yada, yada. And uh, so that master site plan will come later this year. Um, and so we're super excited about that too. We have not abandoned that, we're excited about that. Uh, we wanna be a light and a safe place for the young people of our community, amen? <clears throat> and so anyway, so we're looking forward to that. Go to myternity.com forward slash bold uh, for more information about that or grab a booklet on your way out today or you're probably given one on your way in. Philippians 3:12 to 16, are you ready? these two are ready. All right. Since those two are ready. All right, Caitlin and Stephanie. Philippians 3, 12 to 16. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lays behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on, someone say I press on. on. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The upward call of God. He's calling us upward and forward, amen, to press on, amen. Let those of us who are mature think this way. What does he mean by that? Think those of us who mature, well, see, as we mature, we tend to think we've made it. But he's saying if we're mature, we should think we've still got to press on. Yeah. That we've not yet attained it. Amen. And if, any, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. Let us hold true to what we have attained. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this incredible word. Thank you for this incredible season in our church. God, thank you for this world that we're in. God, we're grateful that even as the world is crazy, that we have the privilege to be your ambassadors in a world that is different. That God, you trust us now in a season where you need strong, bold, confident, faithful believers. Lord, thank you that this is the season for which you have called us. God, help us to unpack your word. God, I pray that every person would leave this place inspired, lifted, ready, more equipped to do what you've called us to do. God, I pray you help me to preach your word, sustain my voice. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, high five two of your neighbors and tell them to press on. Come on, someone say press on. What do you do if your TV is turned off? You press on. Come on. Some of y'all didn't get that. What do you do if your TV's turned off? Press on. That's right. Someone say, press on one more time. Press on. I'm, I'm here to tell you today that God wants you to press on. God wants you to press on. If you're in a hardship, guess what? God wants you to press on. If you've had a victory, guess what? God wants you to press on. If you're tired in your marriage, guess what? God wants you to press on, to keep going, to not give up, to press on, amen? If you're believing for a miracle, God wants you to press on. If you're trying to dig yourself out of a financial hole, it gets tiring, doesn't it? Like I've done all this work, I paid off this, I paid off this, and I've still got this mountain of debt in front of me, I'm trying to dig myself out of a hole, and then you get tired by the end, and God wants you to what? To press on, to keep going, to manage your finances in a godly way, to pay your debts, to pay your bills, to not overcommit, right? He wants you to press on on that journey, believing for a miracle in your family, in your relationship. Press on, amen? Who knows, perhaps your breakthrough is only one more year away. Maybe you've been believing for years, maybe it's one more year away. What's one more year? You've been believing for 10. Let's just believe for another one. Amen? (laughs) Press on. Maybe it's a month away. Maybe your miracle's a week away. Maybe your breakthrough's a day away. I know this, that before the day the miracle came, there was one day before it. And you had to press on for that one more day. Amen? you got to press on. It's amazing how those suddenly moments come after many, many years of pressing on. And then suddenly... There's a great miracle in your life, amen? you got to stand firm. God's not done with you yet. He will bring the breakthrough. He always finishes what he starts. He will do it. you got to stand firm and press on, amen? Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep going. i got an old school message for you today. Don't quit. Come on, we're old school. We go It's old school. It's very, very high level and low level at the same time. Don't quit. I remember when I just went into ministry, I was in Melbourne, I had the opportunity to speak to one of the greats, or at least one of the Australian greats uh, in ministry, and, and, I, and I can't remember exactly how I phrased it, but I basically asked him something along the lines of, um, how, how can I make sure that my ministry has influence, uh, and, and that it's not just, uh, just a, you know, like, how can I make sure that, ha, ha, you know, have an influential ministry, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and it wasn't in a cocky kind of way where I'm like, I want everybody to know who I am, though I've had seasons where I've been arrogant and prideful like that. <clears throat> in this moment, I, I just want, how can I make sure that what I'm doing has an impact? That I experience that influence for the kingdom of God. And he gave me two really great bits of advice um, that I want to give you. He said, number one, don't sleep with anyone who's not your wife. I'm like... That right there is some elementary, very basic advice, and it's very good advice. It's and, it, and honestly, it's not even that hard. Everybody, I got all these men everywhere acting like the hardest thing in the world is to not have sex with someone you're not married to. Look, it's not that hard. Just don't do it. Come on. Just don't. It's not that hard. Now, if you have done that, that was stupid. Don't do it again. God bless you. You're welcome here. All right? Not here to judge you, but I want to encourage you moving forward. It's not that hard. Just don't do that again, okay? All right? Just, just stay full of the Holy Ghost. Stay in the Word. Love your wife. Don't do that again, all right? Hey, God's grace, you're welcome here. I know people make mistakes, but let's not do that again. Amen? <clears throat> So he said, number one, don't sleep with anyone who's not your wife. Number two, stick around long enough to see the influence. He said, don't quit. Press on. Press on. So many pastors will quit. The average, I think, is three or four years at a church and then they're gone. Three or four years is not long enough to build influence, to use influence, and to see an impact. you got to press on past the hardship, past the pain, amen. I could have quit two years ago, and then we wouldn't be experiencing what we're experiencing now, but I had to press on. Don't quit, amen. you got to press on. God has been so good in my life, so good, when I press on when I stick around, when I don't quit, amen? God has been so, so good to me. As I look back at my life, my family was jacked up, right? My family was messed up, but the whole way, God was with me. God never left me. God didn't abandon me. He always made sure that though that was jacked up, somebody was in my life to help me see the right way to live, the right way to go. I remember when my finances were jacked up, not because I had some unfortunate series of events, but because I messed them up and I behaved poorly with my finances, excuse me. I behaved poorly with my finances, and in that season, God was still with me. I wanted a miracle. I, I, I wanted someone to come and give me twenty or thirty thousand dollars at that time to to pay off all of my debt. And I'm like, God, if you could just bring that miracle. But instead, God brought somebody else who had a who had a flashlight, who ha- had something to show me the way out of the mess that I was in. And so I climbed out of the hole. I got stronger, and miracles came later. But, but God made sure that, 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 that somebody was in my life to show me the way out of the mess that I was in. You hear what I'm saying? God was with me. God made sure it happened the right way, the way that I would learn and grow and become uh, better and more godly with my finances. There was a season in my marriage where, where, where we were just jacked up. You know, we, we didn't really like each other that much. You know, we, you know, uh, you know, we didn't want, you know, we didn't really want to be around each other. You ever been there in your marriage? Put your hand up. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. Everyone close your eyes and bow your heads. You ever been there in your marriage? No. Right? Where, where, where you know, like I know Lauren had moments where I'm out late or doing something and, and she's thinking, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing if he got hit by a bus. It's like I'd have a million dollars. I didn't have to kill him. You know, she, she didn't want to send the bus. Come on. She didn't want to send the bus, you know, but come on, you know the moments where you're like, man, life would actually be easier without having to deal with this person. Like, let's be honest, there's moments in marriage that can be like that, where you're like, it would be easier if I didn't have to deal with this person, but we obeyed God, we honored the call of God in our lives to press on amen <laughs> to stick around and uh, and then we we submitted to the authority in our lives and we worked on our marriage and and God has been so good and and I know for many of you in the room that maybe you did uh, give up on your vows, maybe you did walk out or maybe someone walked out on you, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was sin, maybe maybe you were the vi- I don't know, but I do know this that if God should bless you again and you get married again, this time we're going to press on amen amen i'm not here to judge you for your past but to inspire you for your tomorrows that we're gonna press on amen that it's gonna be better this time come on someone say amen Amen. Uh, there's been times in my health there's been times in my kids where we've been genuinely worried you ever just been genuinely worried is this kid a psycho you know you know, come on, I've talked to a lot of you. I know I'm not the only one that's had one of their kids pick up a pen or something and want to stab the other kid with it. And then you're like, we got to hide the knives in this home, right? At that moment, we were like, man, how are we going to get through this? Can we leave that kid home with that kid? Will one be dead when we get home? You know, like, like you know, I, I'm worried, but, but, but we pressed on. Come on, I tell you that, you're not alone if you have psycho kids. You're not alone. Come on, we've all got kids. You're not the only one whose number pops up on the screen at church. you only notice when it's your number. You're not the only one that the school principal calls you and says, like, we got to talk. And we're like, cool, what do you need help with? No, pastor, we got to talk about your kid. You know, like, you're not the only one, okay? Like, but you got to press on. You got to stay committed. Don't quit, amen. Stay in the word of God. Keep lifting your family up to the Lord because God has been good and he will continue to be good. He's been faithful to us as we press on. He's been faithful to us as a church as well, hasn't he? It's a privilege to be a part of what God is doing in this house, miracles on miracles on miracles. Seeing freedom, seeing salvation, seeing transformation, seeing restoration. I love that we see that, you know, that I get a message from a young man who used to feel, uh, used to feel same-sex attracted. And um, he heard our message on homosexuality last year, and he made a commitment. We talked about how you can be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you say, Lord, uh, 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 sorry, you say to the world, God is going to deliver me from this, but even if he doesn't, I won't bow down to this sinful culture. And he made that commitment to the Lord, God will save me, I believe it. But even if he didn't, I still will live my life in a way that honors the Lord. And he said that he didn't know that he could be delivered from those feelings and he hasn't had them since. Why? Because he was willing to submit to the authority of God in his lives get prayer, believe for a better way, and he hasn't had them since. It's a privilege to be part of a church that's seeing transformation like that in people's lives. Amen salvations every week. Come on, families restored. I love that we're seeing families in our church that felt dead, families in our church that felt like, that, 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 that just felt down and, and downcast because the world keeps telling them that they're bigots, that they're evil, that they're nasty because they believe in a biblically conservative set of moral principles. And so they, that, that they've they been told by the world that they're horrible people. And, 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 and when people like that come to a place like this that's alive, shares those same biblical godly principles their family has come alive they don't feel like they're an outcast they don't feel like they're alone and life has come back to their family table amen anyone else experience that come on right like it's a privilege to be in a place like this God has been so good but I love what Paul starts it off with saying hey we haven't arrived right? We haven't arrived. God's good. We haven't arrived. I have not arrived. Oh, I'm not where I used to be, but I know full well, humbly, I am not where I'm called to be. Amen. I'm on a journey. Church is not a place that you arrive at. Church is a place that you refuel, that you restock, that you get refreshed on your journey to go. Amen. And our church has not arrived. He's not done yet. We're not going to sit here for the next 20 years talking about how cool it was what God did in 2020 or in 2019 or in 2021. No, we're going to what? Press on. Come on, we're going to what? Press on. Amen. We're not going to stop working. We're not going to stop sewing. Amen. We're not going to stop. I love what, what Finocchio said a few weeks ago. If the world was going to end tomorrow, what would you do? Plant a tree. If you knew the world was going to end tomorrow, I would plant a tree. Come on, uh, we're going to keep sowing. We're never going to stop sowing. We're going to keep sowing, keep building, keep working, keep praying, keep pressing on. Can I get an amen? We won't stop pressing on toward the goal for which Christ has called us, the goal for which Christ has placed us here. Why are you here? To tick a box? To tick a box like I've arrived, i fulfilled this duty in my life. Why are you here? So you can look at the world and act like you're better than them? Like you can act like you've finally grown as much as you'll ever grow in your walk with the Lord? Or do you want to keep growing in your life? Keep getting those bumps chiseled off your life as iron sharpens iron, amen? (laughs) growing closer to the Lord, trusting God more, living more and more with the power of God displayed in your life. Amen? Why are you here? Do you want to get bolder and bolder and bolder and bolder and bolder bolder or are you done? I'm going to press on. Amen? I'm not done and God's not done with me yet. We haven't arrived. It ain't over. Can I get an amen? amen. Come on, we're going to keep sowing. I love that idea. Like, what I'm going I'm to keep sowing, and I'm going to keep sowing, and I'm going to keep sowing. Why? So that the day I die, when I go to heaven, that'll be the day that I arrive. <clears throat> That's the day. Uh, the day I get to heaven, God's going to be like, what'd you do today? I'm like, I sowed some more seeds that I will never, ever reap a harvest from, but somebody will tomorrow. Amen. I'm going to press on and keep sowing because I haven't arrived. And even if I had, the world has not arrived. Amen. He's not done with you yet. He's got more. I love stories of 80-year-olds talking about how God is doing new things in their lives. I was talking to my friend Doug. A few, a few months back about how, how he's still growing in the Lord. Been a believer for many, many years. Still growing in the Lord. Messages here still help. God's done new things since being here. Still growing in the Lord. Why? Because they don't come to church like somebody who's arrived, but somebody who's on a journey, and they understand God's not done with me yet. You haven't arrived. We haven't arrived Will you press on with me, church? <clears throat> Come on, will you press on with me, church? Because I promise you this, I ain't going to stop. Oh, I'm not I'm not going to stop. No, no, God calls us to rest in the Lord, not stop in the Lord. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be press on, press on, rest in the Lord. Press on, press on, rest in the Lord. Pre- I'm going to keep pressing on. You'll get sick of it maybe. And you know what I'll do the day you're sick of it? Press on. Come on, we're going to press on, amen? Now, it won't always be easy, will it? Like Paul tells us repeatedly, we'll face trials of many kinds. You'll face all sorts of different trials, trials of many kinds. And Jesus even prepared his disciples for trouble in the book of Matthew, saying, look, some people you thought you could trust are going to hand you over to the authorities to be flogged. He tells them that family and friends might reject you if you stand up with me. The authorities may even come against you. What are you going to do then? Well, I'm going to press on. <clears throat> I thank God that that's not the story in Iowa. It was the story in Canada, though. It is the story in China. If you want to press on with the Lord, the authorities are going to come against you. Come on. It was a little bit like that for a season in California. California. Come on. Right? That, that the authorities, that they came against you, right? Yeah. Jesus says, don't worry, this is going to happen, but but don't worry, I will be with you. Yeah. He says, don't worry. In, in, in all of that, no matter what happens, your soul won't be harmed. Your soul won't be harmed. Don't be afraid of those who can only hurt the body, they can't touch your soul. Yeah. God says that, hey, in the midst of all that, Don't worry, they may not acknowledge your hard work, but I will acknowledge your commitment and your hard work. God will acknowledge you, amen. He says, don't worry about the lies that they tell because the truth will be revealed. Their lies will be uncovered. And he says, and my love will sustain you all the way. I'm with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You may be persecuted, you won't be abandoned. You may be pressed on every side, but you won't be crushed. You may be shaken, but you won't be destroyed, amen? He's saying it won't be easy, but it will be good. It won't be easy, but it will be better than living in the world, amen? I love that idea, uh, just that understanding. It's a good understanding for Christians to have. When you give your life to Christ, you're not promised an easy life. You are promised a better life. Hard does not mean that it's worse and easy does not mean that it's better come on right it's easy to give up on things it's hard to stay the course but it's better when you stay the course amen it it, it doesn't easy doesn't mean better but I tell you this God doesn't promise you an easy life but but it is a better life every time I promise you it's a better life the fruit of a hard life is a is a better life amen And Jesus says, I'm telling you these things so that in me you may have peace. Because in the world you'll have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So the trouble that you have, you need to know that that it will get better. He has overcome the world. It will get better than it is right now. Come on, whatever you're going through, press on. He has overcome the world. It will get better than it is right now. Can someone say amen? Amen. Galatians 6 says, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Too many people give up a moment before a breakthrough. Don't give up just because it's not easy. You will reap a harvest. It will be good. It may be hard to get there. What is it, uh, wide is the gate that leads to destruction and easy to flow through it, but narrow is the gate and hard is the journey that leads to life, amen. Leads me to my next point, my, my pastor used to say, um, if you ain't dead, God ain't done. They used to say that a lot in the 80s, right, anyone else, pastor used to say that, yeah, yeah, if you ain't dead, God ain't done. He also said, if it ain't better, God ain't finished, right. And that's true too. You know, we've gone a little old school, a little bit of old school health and wealth gospel for a second, right? I believe it. I believe it. If you ain't dead, God ain't done. If it ain't better, God ain't finished. Amen? When God's done, He says it is good. Amen? So if you're still breathing, you need to know God's not done with you yet. I recently talked to a retired pastor that I've known for many years and I asked him if he still preaches at all, if he's helping any young people or young ministers, if he's sowing into anybody's lives, and he said, I'm retired. And I said, are you going to church? He said, I'm retired. I said, are you volunteering anywhere? He said, I'm retired. I'm retired. Retired? Uh, From your vocation, not. not the call of God on your life. The call of God doesn't retire, my friend. Come on, you retired from your vocation. Dude, you ain't 89. You're like 62 or 63, and you're done? Bro, you ain't dead, so God ain't done. You done growing? You done getting chiseled? You done serving? You done sewing? Are you kidding me right now? Come on, bro. You ain't dead. Stop acting dead. God ain't done with you yet, amen. Listen, church, if you ain't dead, God ain't done. Come on, he ain't done with you. My mate here is like, it was so hard towards the end. I'm like, yeah, it was. Jesus never promised it would be easy. He, in fact, he said, oh, it's going to suck some days. You might get flogged and it'll be your friend that hands you over. How would you like that, Jesus? Well, I don't know. My mate gave me a kiss on the cheek and handed me over to be flogged. And then my other friend cut his ear off. And I was like, bro, not today. He knows. Come on. He never said it would be easy. I tell this friend, man, I know pastors get hurt in ministry. Everybody talks about church hurt. Listen, um, some people get hurt by the pastor. Um, I'm going to hurt some people because I'm a human being. You're going to hurt some people. Pastors get hurt in church as well all the time. Somebody's going to say something. Somebody's going to attack you. you got to shut your mouth and be honorable. you got to take it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But he never said it was going to be easy. But he did say if you press on, that it's going to be better and that you would get a reward. Amen? Good and better. Now that man is sitting there enjoying the rewards of past labor and he stopped sowing any seeds for anyone else's future. It's disgusting. I got my reward. I'm all good now. Really? Really? I'm going to, when I get my reward, I'm going to keep sowing that reward back into the kingdom of God. Amen? Come on. Listen, God ain't done with you yet. Hey, if, if you've already got a reward keep sowing. If you've already got a reward, keep serving. Press on. Keep going. God ain't done. There is more. Amen. There is more. Yes, there's more blessing. Yes, there's more favor. But I'm telling you, you ain't perfect yet. There's more God needs to do in your life, in your heart as well. Come on. God ain't done. Can I get an amen? Hey, if you don't have your reward yet, press on. Press on. Press on for the sake of others, for the sake of eternity. Press on, amen. There's still a way. He's not done. You're still useful. You're 82, you're still useful. You're 89, you're still useful. You're 95, you're still useful. Press on. Press on. I just want to get to heaven and that day have sowed some seeds that I'll never reap a harvest from. That's what I want to do. Press on. Amen. Press on. Your grandkids are already out of school. Your grandkids will never get the blessing of this new bit. Press on. Sow some seeds that are for other people, not just yourself. Amen. Press on. Amen. I'm going to press on every single day till the last day that I take a breath on this earth. Can I get an amen? You're still useful. Some of you all will be like, my legs don't work anymore. Then sit down at the door and welcome someone to church with a smile. Come on. Press on. Press on. <coughs> Look at that, 12 minutes early because we're going to spend some time on pledges now. Would you all stand up with me just now? And, uh, and I want to talk for a moment about our pledges. Just stick around if the ushers could get ready, but everybody else to stay here for a moment. We're going to open the front as well, and we're, we're going to pray for people as well because there's some people that God is speaking to you about right now, about your need to press on, stay the course, don't quit, don't give up. Maybe there's even somebody in here who my pastor's first bit of advice, don't sleep with anyone you ain't married to. And you're like, I need that advice. Good. Good. Well, I'm glad you were here for that because that was some good advice for you. You may have messed up in the past, but, you know, I just love the story of the hooker caught in the act of adultery. You know, like, hey, yeah, I don't condemn you for that. But tomorrow, don't do it. You know what I mean? Don't you just love that grace coupled with that incredible truth? Don't be hooking. I love you. I don't condemn you. So if you're in here and there's something in your life that you've been messing up on, (coughs) I'm going to pray for you today that God will give you the strength to stand firm and stand strong and do the right thing moving forward. Amen. Amen. If there's other people in here and there's some things that you've been wanting to give up on, I'm going to pray that God will give you the strength to press on, to stand firm, to stick around long enough, to put up with the pain sometimes and the hardship sometimes and the trials so you can get your reward. Hallelujah. We're gonna do that in just a moment, but first just to talk about the um, pledges. It's pledge time and what we're doing is we're gonna send the buckets around the room and we want you to pop your pledges in the bucket, okay? And then the ushers are gonna bring the bucket up on stage Um, where one of our bold campaign leaders is going to come and pray with us, pray for every family that gives. And last night, I was amazed at what a special moment that was. Just the spirit in the room. As people were receiving that prayer, it was beautiful. We're going to pray for every family that gives. And we know you're not giving so that you get a reward. We know that. You're giving because you want to sow seeds that last longer than you. And you want to honour the Lord. and. And, and help set up the ministry for forever, Amen. <clears throat> we know that's your heart, but we do want to pray that you would be rewarded, that God would bless you, that His favor would pour upon you, that He would strengthen your resolve to stand firm in your commitment, Amen. And so we do want to do that as well. Um, and then we're and we and we're also just going to pray that God bless our building, yeah. that it would be just a testimony of the glory and the wonder of God, amen, in Des Moines. So we're going to do that. Um, <clears throat> but then, uh, And then in three weeks, on June 11th and June 12th, we're going to take up our first offering. We're going to pass the buckets around. Uh, it'll just be during the worship there. Our first offering, uh, we're calling that first one the seed offering. And what we're asking, we're, obviously we don't require anything, but we're just asking if it's possible for you to think about giving 20% of your whole offering up front, of your three-year commitment, if you can do 20% of the total up front that day, what that'll do is that'll that'll seed the bold offering. So that way, what we can do is we can go to the bank and say, hey, it's clearly coming in, people are committed, and we want to be able to start construction next year and then pay it off when we move in 18 months later. Amen. So we're just asking you to pray about that. And if you don't do that and you just need to go monthly divided by the 36. That's fine too, no worries at all. But that's in three weeks on um, June 11th and 12th, or is that four weeks? Right now though, we're going to take up the offering. And here's what I want you to do too. After the buckets go by, and, and not because we're afraid of like, you know, someone missing out on a bucket, but just so that we don't lose the buckets. And for order sake, after the bucket goes by, feel free to come down the front at, at any time and just make a commitment to God let your, get your feet away from where they are and say, God, I'm going down the front because I, I, I want to tell you, I'm going to tell the world that I'm making a commitment in my life to press on. And I'm not just talking about pledges. Maybe you do need that. Maybe you're like, I need help <clears throat> to do this, awesome. But, but, but some other area of your life, finances, marriage, relationships, business, promises of God in your life, health, whatever it is, something in your life that today God's speaking to you about how you need to press on because the reward is coming. If that's you, after the bucket goes by, you just come straight down the front. Stand down the front of the altar and worship. Consecrate yourself to God. God, I'm going to press on. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's worship as we collect those pledges. God bless you.
1: And I believe you're the working you working all the miracles we've seen, you're too good to not believe. You're the one to working guide, and you heal because you love. All the miracles we'll see, he's too good to not believe. You're the one to working guide. You're the one to working guide. All the miracles we've seen. You're too good to not believe, you're the one wonder-working God, and you heal because you love all the miracles we'll see. You're too good to not believe, too good to not believe, too good to not believe. After everything we've seen, he's too good to not believe. Too good to not believe too good to not believe after every- Too good, to too, good to too, good to too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. Oh, the miracles we'll see. It's too good to oh, not believe. Too good to not believe. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. God is good, amen. God is good, yeah. We um oh thanks, mate. Now, by the way, we also know that many of you did your pledges online as well. So don't worry, as the bucket went past, we weren't sitting there going, Well, why did you not give there, Stephanie? You know? We know a lot of people did online as well, and some in the room and You can go online even now if you want, myeternity.com forward slash bold. Um, But we don't just want to collect pledges like this today without paying attention. Just, it's a special moment. Because in a way, like we're all pressing on in our lives, but this is a moment where we're pressing on as a church, where we're saying, no, we believe God is still good. God is not done. While churches around the world are canceling building projects and shutting their doors and cutting services, we're pressing on in Jesus' name. We believe God is still building His church. God is still in the business of saving souls. God is not done with Iowa. It's better than it used to be. But God's not done yet, amen. We're pressing on. We're still going we're still honoring, we're still obeying, we're still sowing, and God's still moving. Amen. God's still moving. So thank you so much. And um, Doug and Tammy are a couple of our bold leaders. Um, I don't know if you you know them or not. They are busy people, but I'm still going to tell you, get to know them. Get to know them. and, And their son, Paul and Angie here, incredible people, get to know them. Get to know them. They'll bless your heart. Just good, faithful, strong believers. And as a church that's been growing and growing and growing, it's important to connect with strong believers because a lot of our people are young believers. Amen. Just good people. And so they're on our team because they've, they've been through things like this, but also they're just faithful, faithfully, praying for you, praying for us all the time. And I wanted to ask them to right now to pray over every family that's pledged for God's favor in your life, God's protection in your life, et cetera and for our buildings. So so thank you guys. Let's pray. Lift up your hands and, and let's pray together.
2: Yeah, I first want to start. I want to read a scripture real quick, and it's one I'm going to use for the men's prayer group here in a couple of weeks, but uh, I think it's real important. It really applies to what we're doing. It's Genesis 8.22. If you don't know it, I'm going to have Tammy read it because
0: I can't see it. <laughs> uh, so. You're still young
2: as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, Mm -hmm. cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Amen. So what that means to me is that he said it in Genesis, and I know I'm not supposed to preach, just pray. But he says this is, as long as the earth is here, there's a couple things nobody can mess with, the devil can't mess with. That's the seasons. He'd love for it to snow, even though it almost has. In the middle of summer. He would love to screw all that. He can't touch it. Yep. He also can't touch seed time and harvest. Amen. And that's, Amen. So what's that mean? If I plant something, there's going to be a harvest. If I'm planting bad things, I'm probably going to harvest it. But the, I think it goes so much with what we're doing with the bowl campaign that yes. as you plant the seed, no matter how big the seed, that's not the point. Yes, you plant the seed, there's going to be a harvest. Amen. So that's what we're going to believe Amen. for in our lives. And it's come true in our life. I've seen it in so yep. many that by what we plant, that seed we plant, it's going to come back. So believe that in your life. I don't care if it's a buck a week or a buck a month you're going to give or if it's a hundred grand a month. I don't know what it is, but we're going to believe it over it and believe the best here for yes. you. So, Heavenly Father, Amen. Yes. in Thank the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, everybody Thank join you, in. And if you hold your the hand of the person or put your arm on their shoulder, we want we want some unity here yes, as we come amen. together. So amen. if it's your wife, on, you hold guys, her hand. Hands, if, it's hands, hand. if it's your husband, hold his hand. Come on. And just believe yep. together Hallelujah. in the name of our Lord Jesus, you, Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. As we come before you, first, yes, we Lord. thank you for the opportunity to even be a part of your plan thank and you, purpose. Jesus. As we lift up this bold campaign, Father God, to be a part of your vision, Hallelujah. Father, that, that we would see the lost, not just a few. We would see the lost yes, through Lord. this campaign, through the yes. building process Thank that's going to happen. And we would have an excellence in our ministry, able to minister those that have been coming for a while, Father, because Thank of Jesus. this campaign. Thank Father, we Jesus. pray for wisdom for Hallelujah. our leaders wisdom going through this bull campaign for Pastor Jesse, those that are around him, that not only they have wisdom and make wise decisions, but Father, they stay humble through this. They stay humble because it's about you and not about us. It's for you to be lifted up. The name of Christ to be lifted up in Jesus' name. Father, we also see there are some that haven't committed yet, maybe some that haven't been a part or haven't turned in a pledge. and wondering what's going on, Father, we pray that the light of the glorious gospel, your light shines unto them. Yes. that they can be a part of not only being a part of something great going on a part of your plan but that they would reap a harvest in seeing how it works also amen and yes, father Lord. we see many times in your word when the people got in unity nothing could stop them
0: amen and we're
2: bre- we're believing we're praying unity Hallelujah. right now over this Hallelujah. body unity yes. to come together unity yes. That would bring to pass, Father, what seems outrageous Hallelujah. and impossible. We would see it come to pass here Hallelujah. in Jesus' name. And for those Hallelujah. that are giving, we believe in seed, time, and harvest. Yes. You just said give yes, and Lord. it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over there will be a harvest in Jesus name they'll come out of it better than we went in in Jesus name there'll be testimonies all over there'll be testimonies of your goodness and your plan and your purpose that comes to pass in the lives of these that are a part of this father that you will be glorified You'll be magnified. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we glorify you in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. You're awesome. Love you. Love you, mate. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, business manager. God bless you. Man, isn't God good? So I just want to end with this. Thank you for your faith. For taking faith steps. For not being done yet. Because we can sit here, this is nice. But God's not done. Amen. God's not done. And He's not done in you either. So I just want to end the service praying for everybody now. If during this service, God spoke to you about something in your life that you've got to Press on. If you lift up your hand, I want to pray for y'all right now, wherever you are. Press on. Press on. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you that we can trust you because you've been so good. God, we can trust you that being good isn't just what you do. You are good. And that you always bring to fruition that which you start. You always do what you say you'll do. And God, you said that that there will be a reward if we press on. So God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you strengthen the resolve of your sons and daughters, of your children in this room today. Strengthen their resolve to press on. Strengthen their faith, Lord God, to press on. Strengthen their marriage. Strengthen their their compassion, strengthen their love for one another, strengthen their relationships. God, give them wisdom. Pour out your favor on them, I pray in Jesus' name. But God, I pray that not one person in this room would give up a day before the breakthrough, but that we would press on, receive the reward, and keep sowing in Jesus' name. God, may we be the church that sows seeds even on our deathbeds, that others would reap a reward from. Because we love to obey your word, and we love to sow into good soil. In Jesus' name, someone say amen. 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 God bless you. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise.
2: Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.